So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. Okay, I got one here from Corono XYL, five stars. Best podcast for anyone in real estate. With new guests on each show, this is the podcast for real estate professionals. Need some quick tips on beginning with new clients? You'll find hundreds here. How about advice on investing in real estate? Yep, more than enough content to keep you busy for days. Anyways, you get the point. If you're looking to learn more about real estate from people who are actually in the game making serious money, this is the only podcast you need. Five stars, Carolexel. Thank you. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want, or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first, and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, I have a first-time guest, Mr. Gaurav Gambier, and is uh, crushing it out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He used to own an independent brokerage called The Condo Shop. I was pretty much at Teamridge, and then he recently emerged, bought a much larger office, still runs his team, but also runs a brokerage and runs a management company and does you know, everything real estate and it's got uh, tons of value to share with everybody today. So I'm excited to have him and get him on the show. Gurav, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you so much for uh, having me here. I really appreciate it. Hey, buddy, why don't you just kind of give everybody a little rundown on yourself so they get to know you better. Okay. Uh, I started in the business about uh, 2005. I got into the real estate business uh, by coincidence. I was in the IT business before. Uh, graduated with a computer science degree, made a transition uh, into real estate 05, uh, started my first company in 2008, got uh, into recruiting a lot of people. In 2010, I bought the condo shop. Uh, we had about six people at that time. Uh, fast forward 2018, I should take it 2017, we became a team of about 50 people grew a team that did about $6 million in sales to about $100 million in sales by 2017. Uh, started a management company, an investment company, a repair company, uh, a luxury division, a rental division. Black Label is our luxury, Rent Philly is our rental. Uh, and I recently bought a market center for Keller Williams um, in Philadelphia with about 400 agents. Wow. So you like to kind of like the rest of corporate America, you like to uh, buy things to shorten the, the, shorten the curve there on, on growth. Um, there are two ways of growing any business. You grow organically or you acquire and you grow. So I like doing both. I like acquiring companies that are not doing well or they're being mismanaged. 
And I like growing organically with new ideas that I can build different from everybody else. So 2005, you got licensed and, and that's when you started building a team or whatever, right? Just uh, Me solo, all by myself. You by yourself. I, by myself. You, started learning the business in 2005. Did you just have your own brokerage? I joined Keller Williams in 2005 and lasted about three months. Three months. Then you started your own business. I called a buddy of mine and said, I don't like the way business is being run. We're going to start our own brokerage company. And he laughed at me. He says, how many transactions do you have done? I said, two rentals and one sale. And he said, and you want to open a brokerage company? I said, absolutely. That's not going to stop me. And I did. And then you opened your own brokerage and then you bought the condo shop and the condo in 2010. So the condo shop was what? Uh, just a boutique brokerage, right? Boutique brokerage, brokerage company in the city, focusing only on condos. Uh, we had about six agents at that time when I came in. And then you changed your brokerage to the condo shop, right? Uh, that is correct. So you became the condo shop. Then you had the condo shop till 2017. And then you merged it with Keller Williams, Center City, Philadelphia, and became Keller Williams. And the condo shop essentially became your team. That is correct. So in 2017, I merged with the uh, franchise in Center City. And about a month and a half ago, I bought the territory and the whole market center. The market center is the hub where the, uh, all the agents are, are stationed in the franchise. And we changed the name to Keller Williams, Philadelphia, because I, I, we, are, we are seeing that our agents have grown much beyond the center city of Philadelphia, even though our offices are stationed here. And, and so were they looking to sell? I think the opportunity just came by. Uh, I became a small partner in the company last year when I came in. Uh, we are the biggest team in this market center. Uh, and when the time came in uh, and the owner wanted to move on to different things in life, we were the natural transitionary period, uh, transitionary owners, which should have bought it. Uh, and we are the biggest players in this market center. And I saw an opportunity, what we can do, uh, but he wanted to get out. And uh, we stepped. He out. wanted out, and then he came to you and said, "Hey, do you do you want to do you want to buy my shares, or did he keep any of his shares, or did you just buy everything?" No, we just bought him out completely. I like to be in control. You like to be in control, and then so what sort of multiple uh, did you use to to value that real estate brokerage? So we, we uh, it, it's it's a there, there are two ways of evaluating a company: today's dollars and future dollars. Uh, we feel that you know when you're buying a location, just like in real estate, you know when we advise our clients. Uh, if you're buying in a location which works for you and you're going, to be, you're going to be happier there for a long period of time, it's okay to pay a little bit more because la later on you will not realize or care about an extra five or $10,000 in your transaction. The same approach we made with our purchase as well. In the current company dollars, uh, we paid close to about five times, which is over and beyond that I would like to pay. But I believe in the short span of about 12 months, uh, I can probably double the business uh, and that would be okay for me to buy this opportunity um, because I believe in the future dollars. So five times of the actual owner profit or the EBITDA of the company, let's say. That is correct. Okay. Okay, good. Well, that's always good to know. And, and thank you for sharing. Okay, so let's talk about the condo shop. Your team at Keller Williams, Philadelphia, 50 out of 400 agents. So tell me about your team. Like how many houses did the condo shop sell in the last 12 months? 
So the corner shop focuses on three major aspects. Uh, regular residential real estate of buying and selling. Uh, we do deal in a lot of rentals and I have a whole philosophy, business philosophy behind that as well. And then we deal in the luxury market. Uh, last year, in the, uh, about 12 months, uh, we did close to 280 transactions. Uh, our average uh, price is about $350,000 uh, per transaction. And we did close to about 800 rentals as well. So our GCI was close to about $3 million. Um, and uh, we, we don't just focus on uh, buying and selling. We do a lot of uh, rentals as well. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, so so let's analyze this a bit. First of all, what we like we have something on the show we call ECI, which is ego commission income, because a lot of agents like to brag about GCI but uh, don't make much profit. So, what would you say your profit margin is on just the condo shop? Uh, it's about twenty five percent. We don't we don't have a twenty five percent gross profit margin. That's pretty good, right? Like um, so twenty five percent. So. 750,000. 750, thanks. Right. I'm slow today. So, yeah, so 750 grand, not bad, right? So, and that's all condos, right? 200 no, no, condos. So, so that's, that's, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons. It's a good point to make. We don't do, just do condos. We used to do just condos before. And as our team started growing and expanding beyond the center city and beyond the condo world, we had to make a decision. We were, we were listing $1.5 million homes. We were listing multifamily properties. We were selling in the suburbs. You couldn't put a condo shop sign outside those places. That's one of the main reasons why we decided of moving to a company like Keller Williams that allows us to have the Keller Williams out sign outside as compared to the condo shop. So we, we use it as we need it. When we're selling condos, we use our condo name, the condo shop name, which is the best in the city. And when we are selling things in the suburbs, we are Keller Williams agents. That's cool that you can um, switch. You know what I mean? Most people say, well, if I'm calling myself the condo shop, I can't switch it. But sure you can, right? You just sure get you different can. signs. And, 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 and it's a brokerage. It's, you always have to say the broker's name. And Keller Williams is our broker. Yeah. No, I like that. Hey, of course you can. You know, that, that's, that only makes sense. I, and, and I love how you did that. Okay. All right. So very good. So how, let's talk about your business. What percent buyers, what percent sellers? We, we are about 50-50 on both sides. Really? And I want to talk to you. I want to focus on the listings. Buyers are a cliche. You know, there's a million ways to get them and, and uh, everyone's kind of scrambling for the same way. So I want to talk about listings. 50% listings is, is good numbers. Where are you getting the listings and how? So I, I have a different approach to my team as compared to many other teams. Uh, may, most of the other teams would try to be the only, be the rainmaker for themselves, use their name and branding to get majority of the buyers and sellers. I never believed in that egoistic approach of putting my name everywhere. Mm. That's why we developed the condo shop brand. So they don't have to say Gaurav Gambhir team, which itself is hard to pronounce. Too hard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I have a business partner, Ben Aller. That would have been fine. Uh, but, we, but, but we felt that agents need to build a brand for themselves. Harder to sell too, right? It's hard to sell, yeah. So, maybe, you know, maybe. I mean, Gary Keller wouldn't say that. He named it after him. So. But, yeah, but, but there's, there's other, other people. You know, there's Mike McCann in the city of Philadelphia. You know, he uses yes, this. Yes, he's been on the show too, actually. Um, yeah, he's a great guy. From, uh, and, you know, but but the, my logic is a little different. I think if you have a large team, every agent in the team needs to build a brand for themselves. 
I think there's two or three fundamental reasons why many teams would use the name for themselves. Uh, one is to keep their good agents away from the eyes of anybody else. The second will be the egoistic approach that the E that you use in your show. They want to have their name everywhere uh, so that they're building a brand for themselves. Wait a minute. So you think people do, you think people will use their name like Pat Hyben Real Estate Group or whatever because they want their agents to be secret agents so they don't get recruited? It's a, it's a known fact. The uh, recruiters in this, in this industry will go through the roster, see who has more business being produced and call them first. Uh, in the MLS through broker metrics or whatever. Broker metrics, correct. Oh, I see. So if you, but you can, can you hide them with the condo team or no? You, 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 I don't. So you my don't. philosophy was different. Let, let the chips fall where they may. Let the chips fall. If I don't bring enough value to my team that they are going to leave me, I didn't do a good job anyways, so I don't deserve it at all. What's up, brokers, team leaders, office managers, and rainmakers of teams? I got a question for you today. What are the two most frustrating things about running a real estate team? The two things that cause you more headaches than anything else. Think about it. The brokers I've talked to have all given me the same answer. Recruiting and retention. If you're in the same boat, if nothing you've tried seems to work, I've got some good news. Your problem finding, recruiting, and retaining high-quality agents are about to be over. I'm launching my new Retoot course, a course that provides an in-depth, first-ever look at the recruiting and retention secrets of the industry's top recruiters. To kick off Retoot's launch, I'm offering the course along with two other high-value items at a super low price to podcast listeners. Since I'm throwing in two free items with my Retoot Secrets course, I'm going to simply call it my one, two, three discount package. Okay, so let me talk to you about the one, two, three discount package. In addition to Retoot, you're going to get a subscription for each of your teammates or anybody in your office to my big profit weekly jackpot emails, which are basically agents from around the world giving advice on how to increase your profit on a daily basis in this business. If your agents put these effective, easy to implement tips to use, their sales, and most importantly, their profits will improve. Plus, I'll provide you with a year's worth of monthly sales meetings, content to have at your sales meeting, so you don't have to struggle figuring out what to say to your agents or your team. I'm calling it my Lunch and Learn Sales Training Series. That's an entire year's worth of sales meetings that you won't have to plan and that your agents are guaranteed to get massive value from. So to recap, purchasing the one, two, three discount package gets you one, my brand new retoot course, two, my big profit agents weekly jackpot emails for everybody in your office, and three, a year's worth of lunch and learn training sessions. If you want this limited time package, act fast and go to hybendigital.com backslash one, two, three. Real easy. Hybendigital.com backslash one, two, three.
in the last seven years, I probably have more, no more than five people leave me as a team. And then two of them came back after going to the companies. <laughs> you have to really add value from your team for your team to exist. Otherwise, people are better off being independent agents. Why do they want to come to you? So culture is big. Growth is big. Lead generation is big. Support is big. Transaction management is big. Branding is big for them because I allow them to brand themselves as compared to putting my name on it. So you have to build an environment where you can allow your agents to succeed and then grow in their own worlds so they can be proud of that. So now going back to your question of how do we get that many listings? Because we got distracted. Yeah, there, yeah no, it was good stuff though. Keep going. Yeah. While we do all those things, every agent now has their own brand. They're marketing themselves and I'm marketing for my side. So now there are 50 people marketing for market share. People may not like to deal with me, but they like the person they dealt with three years ago when they were looking to buy a place or where they bought the place and they want to sell it. So Lila Rushton is a better candidate to own that listing for herself because she helped the client three years ago buy it as compared to me bombarding them with Gaurav Gambhir's name or Kondrashoff's name because I'm an unknown name. They haven't met me ever. So that's where the value comes in. You bring the whole team together for one big cause and they work together. I provide the support in the back and they go out and get the listings as well. So yes. I'm not the only rainmaker. They, I allow them to be the rainmakers as well. well. How do you get them to focus on listings and how do you get them, them to get listing leads or where uh, do they come from? So we spend a lot of money on postcards and advertising. We have a whole marketing team in the, in the team that I provide to my team. We have a CRM product. We pray for postcards. Uh, we do email blast. We do about 30 touches a year, uh, weekly newsletters. Uh, or I take it back, weekly email blast, monthly newsletters. We do that with our agent's name on it, on our dollars, providing them the support for them to be able to do that. So they don't have to do any of it. They you, don't do it. you do it for them. That's my team value support that I bring into them. You do, you do it in their name. So let's, let, 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 me, let me dumb this down a little bit. You send out a postcard to this condo building. It has something on it, I assume, that would make them give you an email, right? Uh, we, give, we usually give a lot of comps and data from the, uh, from the neighborhood for them to see what's around. And, and then how do you collect their email from that? Uh, we, have, uh, we, have a, we have a phone number to call back or an email address to call back. Uh, we call it a squeeze page on, uh, on online pages. Okay. So you send them a squeeze page for what? For how, how do you get them to go to the squeeze page? Uh, to get a free consultation about their uh, value of their home. Okay. So Everyone wants to know what the house is worth. Right. Instant evaluation or something. And who do you li use leads to listings or listings to leads for, to do the instant evaluations? Or do you do all those by hand? We, do, we, 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 use, uh, our, uh, we use Trend uh, for data a lot. But trend? T-R-E-N-D? Okay. That's now called Bright MLS. That's our local trend system. Oh, okay. that's a local MLS system. And, but we have usually our agents call personally call them back. You do. Okay. And so you, they're, they're essentially doing like a mini market analysis. So a CMA or a mini market analysis. Correct. Okay. All right. Well, good. I mean, that works better than giving them, you know, a quick, a lot, a lot of people have been doing these instant ones and then uh, call afterwards and say, Hey, I need to come over and see the condo to get more detail but the, that, that your, is, yours is more customer service oriented and and that, and then they can follow up and they got to know them and that sort of thing too people like to talk to people and talk about their biggest asset they're proud of it they want to show off 
uh, what they have done with their unit or their house. And that's where we bring in the personal touched value to it. You know, I, I heard an interesting fact a while ago. I'd like to share that. You know, people said, why, why did Zillow become so famous regarding uh, their, their, their home value? It wasn't that everybody came to know, and I think it's a known fact from all our agents, that that value is not correct. What is correct, people like the instant gratification of, if I know I bought a place for 300000 and Zillow told me that my place is worth three twenty-five a year ago, it gives me a good feel instantaneously that I made a good choice. Right. Knowing that, knowing that number is not correct, a year later after that, if it went up to three fifty from Zillow evaluation, now I know that Zillow thinks my place is worth more than last year, even though the num- number was wrong last year, and it might be wrong this year, at least I know the path it's going to. That is what the Zillow numbers does and, and Zestimate value does. Now, you know, previously our clients were becoming, uh, we had difficulty understanding the number. Now they do, most of our clients understand that Zillow value is not correct, but they like that value instant gratification. And I'd be like to give well, that to they them. like it, but they're not going to like it when the market turns. So like, sure. you know, I mean, so that, that dopamine that they get from looking up their value, just like the dopamine you get from checking your retirement account every month and saying, oh, <laughs> damn, I made 3000 bucks. I didn't do anything. Right. So, or more. And, um, you know, that's going to change. Then it'd be like, I don't want to look at my bank. I don't want to look at my statements anymore. <laughs> you know, the same thing will change with that, but it's interesting. So I, I like how you, you know, give them the listing leads, right? And that's certainly probably why a lot of them stay because not many teams will consciously try to get listing leads for their agents. You know, most teams, it's so easy to get buyer leads. You just write a check, right? You just give, put a credit card number in the Zillow or eight million different things and you and that's how you get quote-unquote buyer leads but there's very few outlets for seller leads now when when a sell let, let's say one of your agents gets a seller lead follows up gives them a cma goes out to the condo lists the condo what what commission split are they on so if we if they get the leads by themselves we give them anywhere around depending on the the experience level of the agent they could earn anywhere between 50 and 70%. Uh, but if we are generating the leads and spending the money for them, we give them a flat 50-50. Yeah, that's still good for them. I mean, most agents I know would pay all day long 25% for a, for a listing lead. You, you, know, you, know, the, you know, the difficulty is that you, you, you chip your people of paying them less, they provide the same amount of value back in return as well. And that's where the attrition happens. Somebody comes back and says, I'll give you 35%, they're gone. Well, yeah, but but here's the thing. Yeah, the the thing is though, they they go to another team where they go out on their own, no listings, buyers only, right? That guaranteed, right? No one's unless someone says, well, you know, they have a really tight team and says, I, I I'm going to give you all my listings and make you a quote unquote listing agent, and then in that case, they're going to get even less than fifty percent. They're going to get like twenty percent or whatever. So you know, I think you got a nice little retention strategy built in, in that they get listing leads and other teams aren't going to be able to get them. And they can close under their own name and have their name on the writer as well. True. True. Yeah. I help them. We do a lot. So now let's talk about rentals that we do a lot of rentals in the city. Okay. Yeah. Talk, talk to me about 750 rentals. I mean, I guess that's great. You got to make it profitable. You've included all that in your GCI. So what do you charge a month's rent? We charge one month's rent. 
we made an intentional effort of making sure we, co we cooperate with every broker in the city. So it's not just for ourselves. Many, what do you, you co-op, 3% or, or? No, we charge one month. Half, half, month half a month of rent to the other agent. So our, okay. our average rent is about $1,800 in the city. And uh, so we have about 6,000 exclusive units in the city that we represent. Uh, wow. Close to about, about, about 15 high-rise buildings and many single family and condos that we rent for. Uh, the, and, the, and the value here is, again, you know, there's a great lead generation zone. So we have one agent with me exclusive on every building, and all the leads that come in in that building goes to that agent. So not only is the agent having the value of making money while being a listing agent, they also are generating leads every day to not only rent them in that building, to rent them in the neighborhood, or even convert those renters into buyers. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. So, so you have one agent on every building, and are they just a rental agent to they, start? They are, they, no, they can do their sales, and they help me with the rental rentals in the building as well. So then, do you have someone in house that's basically sorting through the leads, going, "This goes to Monica, this goes to Francine, that sort of thing." A rental director is my partner in a rental. Rental director. Wow. He he manages all the leads. How how many leads are being generated? Uh, the ROI from the uh, marketing we do, uh, who's responding in what frame of time, and what are the results of the leads that we're giving to agents. He monitors them on a daily basis. Well, if you think about it, right, and, and uh, if you do, you know, you're making an average of $900 a commission. Oh, but they only get ha half of that, right? Or they get 450. They get 450. Let's say you do 10, that's 4,500. So, yeah. So you make, make, make $50,000 just from rentals that I give it to them. rentals, yeah. And then so think about this way, right? Most of the people in this industry have a generalized 30% attrition rate in our business. Majority of the people that leave our business leave because they can't afford to pay their dues. If I can allow my team to survive in the first month of making $2,000 and I allow them to make it month after month, if they only did, let's say, take it to the down to the, bones one rental a week 40 hours of working around and you can't rent one you need to get out of the business anyways yeah right it kind of it's like a pledge period right i mean if you can't if you can't make it doing rentals you're definitely not going to make it during sales and and, and, and then 
and you weed them out. You know, like you said, if the stress is too much, then it weeds them out. That's and, right. and, and there's another thing too, is that um, there's an old adage, you want something done, you give it to a busy person. And I think that makes sense. You, you get them busy from the start and their blood's flowing and they're, they're used to talking to people. And they, so they get a real buyer, they get a real listing and it's easier because they're busy. You know what I mean? They just do better and they're more confident because they're, they're already busy with rentals. And they're making money. They're learning, they're learning the industry as, uh, as uh, they are renting in the business as well. So you could walk around into every building and understand what the building has to offer. Or you take a client with you and have an opportunity of making the money while you're doing market study as well. And we help them. We guide them as well. So, it, so now imagine this. Everybody runs around talking about millennials. How do we get millennials to buy? That's the biggest, you know, thing that people talk about. Yeah, interesting, right? Instead of rent is what you're saying. And, then, and, and who are these millennials? They're the millennials who were renting before. So now we capture them before they hit the market. We have a relationship with them. We're communicating with them for the last three years. We know when their lease is going to expire. And we talk to them when they're ready. That builds our buyer portfolio. Right, yeah, I love it. I love it. So you have some funny stories. I, I, I know there's a story told about the, the fax machine story. Tell me about that one. So, that, so that, that comes to mind. It was a funny thing. I come from an IT background. So uh, about a few years ago, uh, there is an agent in the city without taking names. Uh, she likes doing business through a fax machine. Uh, so when you make an appointment uh, to schedule a showing, she wanted us to send her a fax request. I never used a fax for this business. I think I came a little late in this business. Um, and I requested, I was like, I can go online, schedule via your website, schedule on MLS, send an email, but I don't have a fax machine. So I had a difficult time showing the property. Few months ago, few months later, uh, there was a high-end uh, house that I wanted to show to a client. And I told them initially, I don't have a fax machine, but I really need to show this million dollar house, which they made an exception. They got me in. And the next day they asked me for a feedback. And they, they tried called to make, you. They, they called, called you. me and they said, can you please send us a feedback? Uh, when I spoke on the request. phone, I said, <laughs> I request you should give them feedback. I said, sure, I will definitely give you a feedback if you can fax me a request. And she hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, that's hilarious. But it's so true, right? I mean, hypocrisy. That's true. That's <laughs> rampant in Philadelphia. No, that's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wow. Okay. So, and uh, what about buyers? Where are you spending your money? Or what are you doing to get buyers? So we, we rely on uh, keeping in contact with our rental of people that we have been in touch with. Uh, we have tons of uh, client appreciation events that we host. Uh, last year, we brought people into our, to Philly's game uh, from, our, uh, from our best of the best clients as well. What do you mean? Uh, so you invited all your past clients right. and referral sources to a Phillies game. That is correct. So we spend a lot of money doing that. Uh, so like your sphere of influence. So this is how you're getting repeat and referral business. Absolutely. And then we also have a management company. Our management company brings in a lot of clients that we know are uh, looking to, uh, we do a lot of investors, uh, investments as well, helping our clients. We help them find the investments and then we manage it. So property that's, management. Property management. Correct. Uh, and then uh, from our, uh, from our locations that we have, I have three retail locations in the city of Philadelphia with my offices, and that brings in a lot of walk-in traffic. Really? Mm -hmm. A lot of people say walk-in traffic is dead, so you beg to differ, huh? 
I really, I really do. Uh, people, people walk outside. They come inside. They have we have uh, flyers on the windows. They, they, we always see constantly the, them standing and trying to gather some uh, information about the market. And we don't, we don't stress them by having them come in and talk to us. We'll just give them our website. We'll give them our card and say, if you have any other questions, give us a call. We have more information that that we can help you without a, without a pushy approach. Well, that's interesting. And, and at that, those, boutiques, those boutique office locations, like how much square footage do they take up about? Small. One is 500 square feet. One is about uh, 900 square feet. And then the other one is also about a thousand square feet or so. And it's just one person and they, and they have all the information about rentals uh, that you manage and rentals that are for rent, obviously, and, and sales or whatever the person needs. We have floor time. So there's usually more floor than one. Floor time, yeah. We have more than one person in, in, in any office at any given time, but we have one dedicated person who has the right of talking to the walk-in traffic because they have floor time. And these are, these are in like downtown Philly where, you know, you got a lot of people walking around looking at the, you know, Liberty Bell and stuff like that. So I, have, I, I pay a lot of rent for premium locations. Yeah, because there's a lot of walking going on down there. That's you know, even when it's cold, people are, are going to see all the historic stuff in Philadelphia. Sure, and we are uh, one of our locations in, is in right in downtown on Fifteenth and Locust. It's it's a prime prime location to be in the city. Mm. Wow, let's switch up the technology a little bit, uh, Gurav. What um, what technology are you excited about? What what apps are new on your phone? What is your team using? Uh, give us some some things that our listeners can uh, download and get. So, if you are a Kill Williams agent, uh, what I'm most most excited about. Uh, because I had the privilege of being in Gary Keller's Mastermind Top 100 team, and I get to hear a lot of technologies coming out. I, I go to Austin and I see the technologies coming out before it's in the market. So I, what, what I'm testing right now is the Kelly app and the Keller Williams app that they're launching. Uh, that is extremely exciting for me and my team as well. There is uh, more, uh, more ways of doing business that Keller Williams is putting in our hands than ever before. Well, wait, let me, let me slow you down. What is it? So Ke- Ke- Kelly is an app that they have created for us to, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, so, so Kelly is an app for Keller Williams agents. We get to com- uh, ask questions to the app like Siri on, uh, on a phone and it connects to the internal databases for Keller Williams agents and gives me the, re- give me the response back. So I'll give you an example. I can ask Kelly, can you give me a snap of zip code 19130? And if I did that, within seconds, I will get all the available units, the average price in the market, the average price, average days on, mar- days on uh, market for the, for the zip code, what is the, how many units were sold in the 12 months, and then I can narrow it down and send it to the client within five seconds. Hmm. So that value I never had the power in my hands. I had to call somebody in my office, have them send me a report, which I had to forward to people. This is real time. Uh, Kelly is going to be able to allow us to make an agreement of sale using artificial intelligence by talking into the phone, telling them the key features that we want and helping it create the agreement of sale for us. So I can send to my office with the terms and have them tweak it and send it out. Yeah, I like that. Right. Everything's instant. You could be at a bar with someone and say, they'll be like, yeah, I'm curious what my house is worth or we're going to be selling soon or whatever. And they're like, 
you know, Kelly, run me a market analysis for one, two, three center street and and text it. Give me your phone number and you text it right to the guy. Man, your house is probably worth this. And it, and, and, and it's not just his estimate. It's correct reasons that, why. That's the value. It's not, I'm not winging it at that time. I have right. facts behind me to show it. And that's the value that I create at that moment. So I so said technology wise, that would be used. Uh, in the company-wide, we use a conversion and follow-up boss as our CRM. Okay, let me stop you there. Conversion. What's conversion? It's a CRM product uh, that we use for drip campaigns. When we have clients calling us, we put them in the system, and then that's You can type in stuff. It's just a CRM. You can type in everything and anything about a client. Okay. About a client. And then we keep in touch with them on a drip campaign. You know, Every week, if they didn't contact us, we send them something. Then we have clients who have spoken to us in a different drip campaign, clients that have dealt business with us, uh, whose leases are going to be expiring, people who have just bought the homes. So we have different campaigns that we plug in for them to be, uh, for us to be in, in front of them. So, so why do you use that and follow-up boss? Isn't that like wearing two belts? Uh, so we have uh, rentals. I think conversion works better for us uh, and follow-up boss works better for us for uh, sales. And they also have a pricing structure difference uh, which I have a very large team, so it adds up really fast. But they both seem to be fine. Uh, but I need 50 licenses in each. It becomes a little expensive uh, depending on what we're using for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. Tell me about, uh, you know, you've had, uh, you know, a lot of momentous jumps and changes in your business. What is something you failed at and, and what did you learn from that? So one thing I'm realizing now that, uh, more than I have ever done before, that this business is based on people. It's not the systems and processes much, it's the people. People build businesses and I need to find the right people. So the, the, what I have learned is take your time to hire people and if they're not working out, let them go fast. It's not that you're doing injustice to them, you're doing injustice by keeping them there because they're probably miserable as well. So you put them in a spot where they shouldn't be and you are allowing them to fail and not allowing them to succeed in a different position that they should be. So let them go, let them be successful where they are, that will allow you to fill the role with somebody that you feel will, will, will fit properly. Uh, and, and I think I've made some bad choices of hiring people and holding on to them for a long time. Uh, and they have caused me more damage than, than I would have wanted them to. So uh, hire, take your time to hire, fire fast. and uh, Hire slow, fire fast is what you're saying. That is correct, yes. Wow. Okay, well, that, I mean, and that's a good lesson to learn. You certainly had uh, lots of opportunity to uh, learn that. So uh, let's wrap this up with our flagship question, Gaurav, and, and that is this. Let's say I were to take you, right, starting mm -hmm. out day one when you started, okay? Th that's the mentality you need to get into, right, for this question. So let's say I were to take you and I put you on an island, and on this island there's commerce. There's people buying and selling real estate. There's people making money, but you don't know a soul. And then I take nine other agents, nine of your fiercest competitors, and I put them on the same island as you. They don't know anybody. Now I'm going to give you each $2,000, a laptop, computer, and a cell phone. Whoever sells the most amount of houses in six months gets a $2 million prize. Gurav, how are you going to earn that $2 million prize? Thinking for a second, what works best for me? So, okay. So I, I believe that uh, our business is a, is a contact sport. You need to be in touch with people and that's where they feel comfortable. And I strongly believe 
companies like Zillow and, and other online companies will not be able to take the job of an agent away. The role of the agent will change, but the agent will stay. So with that mentality, what I'm going to use the money for and my laptop and cell phone is to create awareness in the community about me. If people like me, they start talking about me, business will automatically come. Knocking on a door and getting a listing is a, is a cold call. Having somebody make a refer, referral about me to someone is where my business should come in from. So what I would do is use social media because I have limited funds at that time. I'm new. I can reach a bigger audience in a shorter span of time. I would probably start doing, going to local neighborhood restaurants, bars, coffee shops, cupcake places, and then do a video with the owner telling the value that they have to add in the neighborhood and have him post on his website and then add people from our side as well and use some of the monies for, uh, for uh, expanding the Facebook marketing or Instagram marketing, reaching the targeted audience uh, to expand because of limited funds. 2000 is very limited. So I have to use yeah, it. Yeah. One. Uh, Cause I want it to be for, you know, new agents getting in the business, right? How do they jumpstart it? Uh, create a value in a neighborhood. You have to, have people talk so you like about the whole idea of focusing obviously because you focus on condo buildings like when you first got started did you focus on like one condo building we, we, when i came in that's all i did i went to four condo buildings and i bombarded with those in those buildings every day doing open houses every week in the same buildings by the time i knew the owners coming in and out and saying hello to them yeah that's great and you, you like you just hung out in the lobby two, two, two hours uh you know you hang out you know the front the front desk is a very key component of this business you know they they start liking you they see they want to help you as well uh you, you know if it's cold bring them a cup of coffee if it's hot bring them an iced coffee you know they become your salespeople. yeah you're like my name's gorov and i specialize in this condo building and i'm an agent and, and love, like I love your business and they like talking to you and you like, and, and you spend the time talking to them. So they, th that my goal is if I go to an island like that, or when, if there's a new agent in the industry, create the value by adding information, not just about real estate. People want to hear, people hear about real estate all the time. They want to hear about where I am, the neighborhood, where can my kids go to school? Who's having fun? Uh, where can we have a great dinner place? You're adding value in their lives. And then real estate becomes a byproduct because I'm thinking of you as an agent. No, I love that. I love that. That's good stuff. So, all right, cool. Well, I think you would win. I think you've got <laughs> the right attitude. All right. So uh, let's talk about your free gift. Uh, Gaurav, what, what is your free gift that you're bringing the rock star nation today? I spent a lot of time creating uh, relationships with people who want to buy investment properties. Everybody today would like to invest or know somebody who would like to invest. And the question they always ask you is, what is the cap rate? What is the return on the money? What is my ROI? It's very difficult to, to find a resource where you can plug in numbers and have that spit out for you. I spend a lot of time creating something and I don't mind sharing uh, with fellow agents. Uh, it'll probably help a lot of people as well. It's a very simple Excel sheet. You can plug in the numbers, have a five-year lookout for the uh, five-year plan to see how the property can grow, including deductions, uh, tax benefits, uh, you know, the income coming in, growth, tax increases. It's a simple Excel sheet. I'd like to send that to uh, agents who can use it and plug in some numbers and talk intelligently to their investor clients. 
That's it. That's awesome. That's that. That's a really good one. I'll have to check that one out myself. So rather than make you guys spell his name, uh, I'm going to go ahead and put this on hybendigital.com backslash condo shop. That's hybendigital.com backslash condo shop. And I'm also going to put it in the agent success toolbox, which can be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or texting the word toolbox to 444-999. Gaurav, this has been a blast. Thank you so much. And uh, next time I'm coming out there to see some Ben Franklin stuff, I will uh, definitely look you up and uh, we can get together and break some bread. I can't wait. And thank you so much for having me here. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.